BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Our bodies are always busy. In fact, at any given moment, cells are both breaking molecules down for energy and using energy to build new molecules. If you want to keep the processes running as smoothly as possible in your body, consider adding Peaks Fasting Teas to your routine. I know I do. I talk about them at length with patients as well. These teas are blended with other functional plants specifically designed to support your metabolism, your gut health, your digestion, shutting down appetite and hangriness, all while helping to ease bloat and curb your sugar cravings. All this in award-winning flavors that won't break your fast. I even enjoy them when I'm not fasting. In the morning, I have the bergamot black fasting tea or my favorite Earl Grey. All you have to do is go to peaklife.com slash willcole and use code willcole at checkout to get 5% off site-wide plus free shipping when you purchase a fasting bundle. You can even shop my own curated fasting bundle. They released an intuitive fasting bundle that I uh, we released when the book came out. There's a reason Peak has over 15,000 five-star reviews. Try it for yourself risk-free with their 30-day satisfaction guarantee. You either love it or get your money back. That's peaklife.com, spelled P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E.com slash Will Cole. Use that promo code Will Cole for again, 5% off site-wide plus free shipping when you purchase a bundle. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. What's up, everyone? It's Dr. Will Cole, and welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine practitioner. I get to consult people around the world via webcam. I started one of the first functional medicine telehealth centers in the world over a decade ago. And I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, which is my newest book, and The Inflammation Spectrum, which is newly in paperback. You have to check that out. And Ketotarian. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, the books, and there's lots of free stuff there for you as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's dr. W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. All right. Every month, just about every month, we have a completely 
solo episode and it's not really solo. It's like the band is back together every month. <laughs> You're getting a behind the scenes look at functional at a functional medicine telehealth center. This is where we record the show. We're consulting patients 10, 11 hours a day. So we take time in between our schedule where I'm on a typical episode, I'm talking to one of my friends in wellness. And at the end of every episode, I answer one of your health questions. So if you haven't checked out previous episodes, go listen to the entire episode. At the end, I answer health questions that one of you submit online and we uh, answer it. But about once a month, we devote an entire episode or almost an entire episode to answering your health questions. So submit them via social media or drwillcole.com. We put it on a Google doc and we'll answer your questions. And then we have a few, I would say, things that I know you're going to geek out about. We're going to go over a case study of an actual patient to give you some a functional medicine perspective on something health-related. And we're also going to go over some studies that we find ha fascinating in the clinical literature. And what else are we going to do, guys? What else are we doing today? Just stay tuned because you're going to love this episode. <laughs> uh, so this, these are fan favorites for sure. And without further ado, my amazing team here, uh, want to introduce you all, introduce yourselves. Hi there. <laughs> my name's Holly. Holly if you D is back in the seat. DJ yes. Holly D, as we call her. <laughs> DJ Holly D, here I am. Yeah, I'm pumped to be here. We have so much fun doing these, so I'm excited. Yeah, so go back and check past episodes, everybody. If you haven't heard the Ask Me Anything episodes, you can get to know these amazing people. But these are the people I work with. There's a lot more people that aren't here that we work with, <laughs> but these are the the this, the brave souls that, that come with me on the podcast every month to answer your health questions. So Holly's at the front of the clinic. She's really handling basically patient experience right. and directing them to the care side of things, which is Megan and Emily are on the patient team with me. Yeah, yeah. I'm Megan. So I'm one of the health coaches, a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, so I spend my days sometimes uh, hosting consultations, creating nutritional protocols, supplemental protocols, looking over labs, and overall just working with Dr. Cole, having a good time with patients. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My name is Emily. Exactly what Megan said. We do the same. <laughs> we so, are the same person. <laughs> no, we have a lot of fun. And yeah, just like Dr. Cole said, gang's all here. We're ready to have a good, a good time and excited to chat with you guys today. All right. So let's start with the ask me anything. And then I think after that, we have a rapid fire. Yes, we do. And then we'll have a case study. We're ready to put you on the spot. Patient. Oh man, let's go. I'm nervous. <laughs> All right, let's go. What's the first question from people? Yeah, I can start. This question we actually just got. And it says a lot of people ask about different wellness tools like infrared saunas, ozone therapy, PEMF mats, and if they're necessary or not for healing. And they wanted to know, Dr. Cole, do you use any of these daily? And if so, what are your favorites? So all those are great, actually. I, I think there's a time and place and a, a purpose for all of those things to explore, depending on the person. I'm not saying everybody needs all of the things. They definitely don't. But those are tools within the toolbox that we implement in patients' lives as we're clinically monitoring them and coaching them and guiding them and looking at labs and looking at their health progress. So let's go through a few of those. The infrared sauna, we actually probably recommend the most in patient yeah. protocols because yeah. we're dealing a lot with different chronic infection, biotoxin issues. So think mold toxins, Lyme co-infections, other bacterial viral uh, issues and supporting detox pathways and tools to decrease inflammation and facilitate healing in a in a different way are are all we want to be 
supporting these pathways. And sauna, infrared sauna, and different types of sauna therapies are a great tool to get that sweat on or want, wanting to be supporting the body's detox pathways. You mentioned ozone, another great tool for some people to really bring in more anti-inflammatory pathways, antimicrobial, people that have chronic these chronic infections, ozone therapy can be something to consider and something that we are clinically monitoring and guiding them and advising them on the frequency and the dose and how they should be going about that. PEMF technology is another way to to be supporting the body's healing mechanisms. So I, I, th I think there's a time and place for all of these things. And the, the, the issue is, do you need all of these and which ones are the best for you? And how often should you be doing it? Because I see people doing good things, but maybe they're not doing enough to really see the, the threshold, not, not seeing the clinical benefit of it. And it's not necessarily a, a bad thing. It's just they're not doing it in the right way for them. And at, at the same time, I don't want people to get burnt out on all of the things. They don't necessarily have to do all the things. So I want to boil it down to what is your biggest needle mover? What are the things that are going to be the most impactful so you're not burning yourself out and you're not burning your bank account either. You really can say, okay, this is worth it. This is actually elevating my health and improving my quality of life and doing something for me. And what are the things that are well-intentioned, but not necessarily needed? And part of that, I mean, that's why the podcast is called The Art of Being Well. There's the science and then there's the art. And the art of it is us clinically monitoring this to really see, is this worth it for not? And sometimes it, ex it is experimentation. And for us to know when to say, hey, look, we give this a try. Let's, let's move on to something else. And for the next person, that same therapy can be an amazing, wonderful tool. That's bio-individuality. That is the the art of being well. So yeah, I think there's a time and place for all of that. And recently, most of the team, most of the, let's just say the team that's in the telehealth center locally, that's not remote. We took a party bus. <laughs> this is a wellness <laughs> yes, we <did>. party bus <laughs> to, uh, we're based in Pittsburgh, outside of Pittsburgh. And we drove party bus to Cleveland, Ohio. It was an amazing wellness center. Shout out to Live Wellness, yes. L-Y-V and Kayla there and Bobby and the Sarah and the amazing team, Rodney at uh, Live Wellness, because they are doing some really cool things. Yeah. And there's just very innovative and there's healthy restaurants there that we like. Anyways, we had a whole wellness day. It was a yeah. wellness, like, uh, what do you call that? Like a corporate wellness, but not corporate. It was just like a bunch of friends that worked together. Like a little retreat. Retreat. Yeah. 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 So retreat would be the word. <laughs> it was a immersive retreat. And everyone that was following on Instagram was messaging me and saying, oh man, that looked so much fun. They, we had a lot of <laughs> FOMO, unintentional. I did not want to put that out in the universe, but uh, uh -huh. they, they wanted to be there with us. But what are the, some of the things that we did? What do you guys think of this? I loved it. I probably enjoyed, was it the cryotherapy facial? That was incredible. I'm trying to think what else, the hyperbaric chamber. That was amazing. And Holly was a little bit overwhelmed at the beginning. Oh, you know what was actually my favorite part? I got this IV. It was a relaxed IV. I was a little bit nervous at first because I wasn't, I was like, oh, we're doing IVs. I didn't know about this. But what, that had magnesium in it. Yeah. What else? Is Neurological there? support, mineral support. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was incredible. Like, taurine I, in it as I well. I was nervous. I was like, am I going to feel like I'm on drugs? They knew exactly what you needed. No, they knew exactly they what did. you needed I to help support so you. I was so relaxed. Yeah. It was great. What do you think, Emily? No, I thought it was an incredible experience. Um, even just trying like the ozone IV, something I've never done. I think 
one thing that you do talk a lot about, or you have tried and we've talked about the PEMF mat was really cool too. And it was just an interesting experience. You know, it's targeting inflammation within the body and, you know, you're laying there and they really walk you through it, which is something I loved about the Live Wellness was because they they supported you. They told you, you know, they're encouraging you to use different breathing techniques. And so that was really cool. The red light therapy was amazing. So no, I, th- I loved it. I thought it was awesome. And we got some facials, which were really cool. The PRP facial. Yeah. We got a uh, PRP facial. It's pretty, I've never done it before. I have re- recommended it for patients for yeah. as an alternative to Botox and ZMN and these sort of cosmetic procedures. But it's, they actually draw blood out and they do centrifuge and just get you the, the, the liquid gold plasma <laughs> of your own. <laughs> And then they microneedle it in your uh, face. It was uh, definitely unique. Uh, not every day. So interesting. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get that. <laughs> I yeah, serious. I loved it. So I think, and like to that point, like we, there are amazing facilities because we're in telehealth. We can look at local areas to coordinate with them. So to give people our stamp of approval on how these things are integrated, if they are, if they do need to be. And then are there any at-home devices we can bring in? So for like sauna therapy, we have a lot of patients that have like the sauna blankets. And we have patients that buy, that get saunas to have at home. And there's different price points for all of these things. Cryotherapy, plunge, like cold therapy, plunge baths, or just doing it in your own bath and not buying a plunge bath. And PEMF, like higher dose has a great PEMF uh, mat that I have. They have one that for desks at work and they have a bigger one. You can lie and do yoga and stretch on. So you don't necessarily have to go to places for all of this stuff. Some of it you do. Mm -hmm. And I would say like places like Live, which we have we're not, they're not sponsoring this episode. We're just giving you things that we've tried. They're nice because they are do, they have kind of the next level stuff that you can't get at home. Right. So I think too, it's just, you know, when you're talking about, are these things necessary within this journey, we realize that there's going to be ups and downs and twists and turns. And I think of it almost just like a muscle that we're flexing, you know, this wellness muscle that these tools can really help flex. Are they absolutely necessary? Now, maybe not everything, but I do think And something that's great about how we walk through this journey with our patients is that we can really see, all right, hey, this might be a great tool to add in with what's going on right now on this journey and really help navigate and mitigate that for that person and then tell them how to do it in the way that would would be best for them. Mm -hmm. And so that can be really helpful when someone is walking through with you. But at the same time, again, all of these tools are going to be helpful but it's just like this muscle that you can flex that's going to be supporting you on this journey. And so, yes, maybe not all of them are necessary, mm-hmm. but they all can be helpful. And that's okay. If you want to try them, try them all. That's totally fine. Yeah. And I think that's going back to, we get asked this question a lot, is the IV. Like, do you recommend IVs? Not necessary for everybody, right. but I see them as a boost. Yeah. Like yeah. we in functional medicine are dealing with the core essential stuff that need to be, we need to move the labs in the positive direction. And sometimes during flare-ups or a setback or a rough time in someone's life, I see things like IV and these other therapies to use for a season of your life, not necessarily forever and ever. Maybe from a maintenance standpoint, there is a sort of a maintenance place that this holds. Yeah. But yeah, so hopefully that answered the first question. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means a lot of really beneficial salts with no sugar. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio, 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 
200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium with none of the junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients that you see in so many junk electrolyte drinks on the market. Not so with Element. I have it every day. I recommend it to all my patients. My entire functional medicine center uses it as well. It's formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited to folks following a keto, low-carb, paleo diet. If you just eat clean foods, you're going to want to add healthy electrolytes into your diet. Element is so sure you will love their product and come back for more that they are offering you a free Element sample pack. You have to check this out. All you have to do is just cover the cost of shipping with just $5 for U.S. customers. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash willcole. This deal is not available on their regular website, so you must go to drinklmnt.com slash willcole. Again, that's drinklmnt.com slash willcole for that free sample pack. Our next partner has a product I recommend to people all the time, to my patients, to people on social media. It's Athletic Greens. I love it because it's convenient. It's nutrient dense. It has all the things you want. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy levels, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness throughout the day. You're really going to notice a difference when you integrate AG1 into your life. It's a small micro habit with big benefits for your health. It's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews, and it's a climate-neutral certified company. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in water every day. That's all you have to do. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash willcole. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash willcole to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Well, another topic we get asked a lot is about sleep. And we've had a lot of patients who have gotten the Aura Ring or I think the other one is the Whoop Band. And, you know, it tracks your sleep and how you're doing. And they really want to know from a patient, but also a listener standpoint, what do you notice has the most dramatic effects on sleep, both in that good way and in that bad way? Oh, wow. That's a good question. So the biggest things that I would say would be blue light, which we've talked a lot about on the podcast. Blue light can definitely, looking at your screens, looking at TV, being on your phone or your laptop for too late in the evening or even just too much during the day could definitely be throwing off people's circadian rhythms and messing up their sleep. Check past episodes for the science on that. Jordan and Zach Stenmark, that episode and other uh, episodes we've talked about this. I would say number two would be uh, caffeine too late in the day. I'm 
yeah, I, I think coffee and tea has their place, but too late in the day can be problematic for some people. Some people just in generally not eat, in general, not eating the right foods, not eating healthy foods can really impact their sleep. Um, not eating enough foods. I, I've seen it be a problem for people that are hypocaloric for too long, yeah. chronically low calories, it's thinking they're doing the right thing, but it's throwing their sleep off their bodies too much in that hormetic stress states, increasing their cortisol and is throwing off their circadian rhythm. And as, let me put under that same category of people that are fasting too much, and then they're not eating in their eating window right. that can throw off their sleep. People that are a, a too low carb for too long. Some people that's definitely a, a detriment amongst the health and wellness world, not the average American, but an alcohol is another one that yeah. I think is a significant issue for many people. They think, oh, it's it's fine or it helps them wind down in the evening, but it's really messing up their sleep. They may fall asleep faster, but their quality of sleep that is deep being- sleep and that REM is completely interrupted. Exactly. So some of us here have aura rings, you know, patients, we're tracking this data for them to watch their deep and REM sleep improve, their HRV, heart rate variability improve. Definitely, we need to dial in these things. Anything else come to mind? Yeah, that's that's the big thing. The screens is is huge. I mean, there was just a recent study in the past month or so that showed the bottom line was that looking at social media for just as little as five minutes is enough of like a 30-minute stressor. So think about the things that stress you out. And they even showed people who are looking at happy things like weddings on social media, baby wow. announcements. It was still a major stressor that raised cortisol. And you're doing that right before bed combined with the blue light. Right. You gotta, you gotta disconnect. Yeah. yeah, this was something that I've kind of gone on this venture in the new year, you know, over these past few months of just working on too. My husband and I actually gave each other 15 minutes a day on our phones for screen time. And then we gave each other our passwords <laughs> to like as accountability in yeah. a way, because, yeah. you know, it was something that we were seeing that we were using way too much at nighttime, but even during the day, yeah. like when we're trying to be present with our family and our it's kids, it's, it is a time mm -hmm. suck. And it yeah. was affecting the way we fell asleep how late we even went to bed and even just waking up in the morning too. It's like, I think it can be so natural to reach over and grab your phone, but yeah. that shouldn't be yeah. the first thing that we're doing. So that was definitely something that we really felt was necessary to change. Yeah. There's that meme and it, it says, I spend all day at work looking at my medium sized screen. And then I go home, stare at my big screen while staring at my little screen, like the phone and the TV, yeah. the computer. And mm -hmm. it's just, we're, we're addicted to these screens yeah. in it's one so way or another. True. I, what was it in January? I took the month off of social media. And by the end of the month, I was like almost February 1st. I was like, so excited. Like, yeah, I can be on Instagram. But also in that same week, I was like, I haven't been anxious for weeks. Like this doesn't make sense. I've been like totally calm. And my friend was like, okay, but you're excited to get back on Instagram. Don't yeah. you think that's a sign? Your sleep like, probably got better, which helped yes, your anxiety 100%. too because you weren't on it. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. And all that FOMO inducing content, yes. like yeah. you're at yeah. the wellness center and you want to be there. Yeah. And <laughs> 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 Sorry about that. All right. Great, great points, everybody. What's the next question? Okay. All right. So we've recently had a few people reach out um, regarding burning mouth syndrome. So Dr. Cole, can you tell us like what this is? How do I know if I have it? Is my mouth actually going to be burning? Yeah. If someone has burning mouth syndrome, it's exactly what its name implies. It is a, an inflammatory response that is very descriptive of how they're feeling. And the problem with the diagnosis or the label of burning mouth syndrome or BMS is 
is it doesn't really tell you why. And the person that knows they have burning mouth syndrome already knows they have burning mouth. So thanks for telling me exactly what I know I already have. And that's the same with fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue syndrome or irritable bowel syndrome. Okay, it tells you the what, thank you. But why is the question? And that is, I mean, it's enigmatic in the scientific literature as far as like what's driving it. And it's very idiopathic and people are left to fend for themselves, not just with burning mouth syndrome, but with a lot of different inflammation spectrum issues that I talk about where no matter, you know, where they're at on that inflammation spectrum, whether they're dealing with just this label of inflammation or a burning mouth syndrome or fibromyalgia or whatever you want to call it, whatever different label, depending on where it's manifesting in the body, or they are full-blown autoimmune disease or something like this. The reality is our job in functional medicine is what's driving it. And we see a lot of cases that burning mouth syndrome is a part of that larger autoimmune inflammation spectrum. And we have to explore that. And so there's no cookie cutter approach to that because it's just a check engine light on the on the car. Right. We know the check engine light's on. We know the mouth is burning but why? And amongst our people, the people that we spend our days talking to, these are the type of things that you expect to see. It's one of those things that needs to be dealt with, but it doesn't happen in a vacuum. It's part of a larger, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And there are study that, studies that show the burning mouth syndrome ha, can be benefited from nutrients like different B vitamins and zinc. Let's think about the pathways there. I mean, these are methyl donors or there are things that are supporting the immune system. This is a dysregulated immune system. So if the scientific literature is looking at different B vitamins and zinc as being a tool within the toolbox to decrease some people's BMS, well, what's going on there? And I think that versus just giving people B vitamins and zinc, it's a pointer to this larger context of how we need to be helping these people. Because if they have a dysregulated immune system, that's a lot of people. And for these specific people, it's just manifesting as a label that we're calling burning mouth syndrome. But yeah, it's definitely our heart and our passion to deal with it. I would just say it's a, it's a tip of the iceberg to a larger autoimmune inflammation issue and to deal with what's driving the inflammation is our job. So is it a mold toxin? Is it a bacterial toxin? Is it an underlying gut problem? Is it a nutrient deficiency? Is it some sort of past autonomic trauma that they're living in their life today from their past? Or is it a confluence of these factors? But every case is going to be different. So it's important not to say, well, this is the burning mouth syndrome protocol and everybody's going to be solved. And that's the same way applied to fibromyalgia, irritable bowel syndrome, chronic fatigue syndrome. Like we know the pieces to one person's puzzle are not the pieces to the next person's puzzle. Right. Yeah. And I think too, you know, when we talk to to people about this, because you can, you often find people say, oh, I looked up this on, you know, Google or Dr. Google, right? And looking up these different things, but they aren't necessarily looking at your specific case. And that's why when we recommend labs, we often are trying to recommend to see the full picture. And because there isn't going to be one lab that shows us every single thing that we need to see. And we don't mm -hmm. necessarily want to overtest, but we also don't want to undertest either because mm -hmm. for situations like these, especially when you're saying Dr. Cool, that this is just the tip of the iceberg, we have to make sure that we're digging deeper so that way we, we can figure out the root causes and what's really showing us all of this. And that's why we want to look at things that are going to be specific to the individual, like those labs. Yeah. So I'm glad that you asked the question though, Holly, because I think it's burning mouth syndrome specifically and things like that need a highlight. So there's a lot of people that are going through it and 
there's just not enough informa- good information out right. there. Yeah. yeah. Or it's super general because it is, again, very what mainstream medicine would call idiopathic or they don't really know the cause of it. And I think that the part of the reason why we don't know the cause of these type of things is because we're not really looking in the right places. It was like, if I lost my car keys in my office and I spent all day looking out in the parking lot, I'm looking in the wrong place and I'm not really exploring the, the right areas. And we need to look at somebody's health history to see what are the stones that are most likely to have something underneath it. And that's where labs can pinpoint, okay, what are my what are my pieces of the puzzle? Yeah, Why do yeah. I feel the way that I do? Yeah. So that was all the was that all the yeah AMS? yeah. So we got wow some that was pretty body. painless. But am I <laughs> I think I should be afraid now. You should be a little yeah. scared. Just okay. how you want your yeah. boss to describe some time with you. That was painless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was it as bad as I thought? <laughs> we make things fun. It's about to get a lot worse. Oh Sorry. man! All right. I'm excited for this. When you do what you love, like running, working out, racing enjoying the great outdoors, spending time with your family, friends, eating delicious food. You want to do it for life. Inside Tracker can help. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside you and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. What I love when I'm consulting patients, most of my patients are extremely well-informed. They've already ran great labs like Inside Tracker to learn about their health. And you get recommendations from Inside Tracker. And then for some people, their next step is a functional medicine experience to dig deeper, but they already have learned about their body through labs like Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way toward reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. For a limited time, you can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. All you have to do is just go to insidetracker.com slash art of being well. Again, that's inside, I-N-S-I-D-E-T-R-A-C-K-E-R, insidetracker.com slash art of being well. So this is the first time ever we've ever did a rapid fire and the rapid fire is born out of (laughs) a lot of people asking us questions on social media and we can't get to all of them. And then there's some non-health related things. Completely non-health. Completely not. Just for maybe levity a little bit. And the team always, especially Holly, let's just say this. Holly is (laughs) very much is interested I'm in my opinions. Yes. I want to know. Something that, something that is interesting about our clinic is that we are, we love to get into deep conversation. We love mm-hmm. to ask questions. We want to get to know each other. I mean, we have a lot of fun. On our way to Cleveland, we spent the time playing questions on how to get to know each other deep deep, question, on a deeper level. It was a deep question yes. game. It's a, I think the game was called We Are Not Strangers or something like that, but we that's what we played for two and a half hours. Yeah. So this is something we thrive off of yeah. and you guys are going to get a little glimpse of this. Yes, and <laughs> It was also it. then on the way home from Cleveland, we did a humming game. Oh, gosh. Hum- and never have I ever. <laughs> oh, we did play Never Have I Ever. But we also had to guess Holly's humming 90s songs. Which, I, it's yeah. like, it's a hobby for me. Yeah. Want to give us a little taste? No, absolutely not. <laughs> 
to be honest, she could use a little practice. <laughs> yeah, I, I could. Let me warm up a bit. We'll, we'll do in a couple months. That I said it was like Morris code because all the notes are the same. You just had to know the actual hey, beats. I did one today that you guessed correctly. So, I got it. Right. I got it. Next month, everybody. Yes. Just uh, <laughs> message us which 90s song you want Holly to hum. Yes. Hum. Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's jump into it. What's what's this rapid fire? Okay. Let's go for it. All right. So we're just going to ask you a few questions, your thoughts, your input. You we want your them. your instinct here. So no, okay. you can't take ta- a lot of time to think the on these. I okay? don't know the questions. So All right. just throw it at me. Okay. We'll start this one off easy. It's pretty basic. I want to know, are you, this is two parts. Are you a morning or nighttime person, Dr. Cole? And if you're morning or if you're nighttime, describe your perfect morning or your perfect evening. I would say I I don't really identify one or the other. Um, Maybe that's the Libra in me. Like I think they both have their place and they both can be enjoyable. But So I don't actually identify with one or the other. But if I had to pick... I would say morning person because I don't stay up too late and I get kind of, I need to like get my sleep back to the prioritization of sleep. But perfect morning would be chill, like maybe reading, meditation, a nice workout. Like I I think that's like the weekend for me, like taking it easy, self-care. I don't have to run out of the house to the clinic and, and see patients all day long. Even though I love that, it's a nice recharge for me, especially being an introvert that I am, that is my introverted like recharge time because I spend all day long throughout the week talking to people. And I love that. And introverts love people. Let's just clear that up. It's not that we don't love people. It's just, we just need some recharging to be the best version of ourselves for the people that we're serving or having relationships with. So that's probably for me, it's pretty boring. Uh, I I mean, I I, I don't know, but, but I honestly equally love coming into work with all of you and being of service to these people too. So that's that's an ideal morning for me too. Because if I stayed at home doing the weekend thing throughout the week, I would go insane. Right. I, I'd have to come and I like the routine of it. I like the productivity of it. I like the creativity with it. And I like being of service to people. So it's the yin and the yang, I guess, right? I would not want the weekend all day long or every, every um, day of the week. So I think they both have their place and it's a good balance for me. I agree. That's kind of a hard question. I think that's one of the questions we talked about on our way to Cleveland, describe your perfect day. And it's like, that's hard to answer. Like I could have many different perfect days that's right. that I can think of. Oh, I'm that's a good. morning person for sure. I have a routine. Uh, yeah. It's, it's definitely, I mean, I could, everybody knows I'll fall asleep too easily and too early yes, at night, you will. but <laughs> the mornings, oh, that's my time. All right. Uh, I've got one that has been heavily debated in the office. I would also say with my husband, but he doesn't really believe in one of these things and that's on him. But if given the choice, would you rather have mold in your house or ghosts? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Mold or ghosts? (laughs) Which would you rather have to deal with from a functional medicine perspective? Yeah. So a stack of botrys or a Past soul. They're right? not the same thing. Yeah. St- <laughs> st- penicillium or the paranormal. Let's, I like that. Yeah. That's maybe the, the title of the episode. That might be the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I would say I would pick the ghost over the mold because I've seen mold in people's homes wreck their health. Yeah. And I think the ghost could be friendly. Good. And probably could be dealt with a lot easier than the mold, yeah. even if it wasn't. So I that would say the mold in all seriousness, but jest is at the same time that 
mold in people's homes really can do a number on their health. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, that ghost could be a nice historical ghost and you'd right. get along great oh, with please. it. please. Yeah. The ghost of <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt. Probably a lot cheaper than dealing with the mold too. Mold <laughs> yeah, remediation right. is not fun, people. I've seen yeah. the cost. Get, get a priest or a shaman or somebody out <laughs> yeah. there. We'll be fine. A little less than remediation. <laughs> All right. Next question. Best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Wow. Oh my goodness. We get deep here. You're right. <laughs> the deep. best advice that I've ever gotten. I mean, I guess it would just be overall. Ugh, that's tough. I would probably say. It, it would be centered around worrying and stressing out. I don't have like one piece of advice, but I guess it would just be, can I even say myself, really? Is that weird? That's like the ultimate Enneagram no. 5 introvert thing. <laughs> like I no, give I myself it. the best it's advice. truth. Yeah, I, fit, I would say I've had amazing advice over my life, so don't get me wrong. I've had lots of great mentors and people in my life. But if I had to say this, like the lessons that I've learned and like the advice that I've received myself from myself is to really trust the process and mm -hmm. don't like don't freak out about things because in hindsight, if I can use my life in the last 10, 15 years and all the things I was fretting about in the in the moment, like it all worked out. And I would say that's a general, like the amount of yeah. things that we worry about versus the things that are actually going to happen, yeah. like that to me has been my own best advice from myself. And I know people have probably <laughs> told me that and all the people that have told me that are probably like, dang, You learned man. that from those people over yeah. your life you too. Know, that real quick, my dad made me read a book when I was 12 called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And he's like, you have to read the first and the second rule. And I was like, I'm not reading this book. I'm like 12 or 13. Like the world's coming to an end from X, Y, Z. The first rule was don't sweat the small stuff. Does anyone know what the second rule is? No. It's all small stuff. Because mm. wow. you'll get past oh anything. It's really good. Thank you, dad. I will never forget yeah. that when like life is tough because yeah. it'll, it'll pass. Yeah. And I wow. think that's great that you said that because my next question was going to be the best piece of advice that you give. And I really feel like you do give that. Yes. And I think our patients would say that too, that, that Absolutely. you really talk about that so much. And you even tell our team that on a daily basis, mm -hmm. like, Hey, this is yeah. such a small thing. Like, let's not yes. worry about this. I know that we're going to get through this or whatever obstacle that we encounter or that patients are encountering on their yeah. health journey. You really, really encourage in that way. So I do think, you know, not to answer for yeah. you, but I do <laughs> think that that is advice that you live and you also teach as well. Thank you. And I, I want to be clear on this. Like I, I don't, you hear the, the phrase toxic positivity. I don't, that's not what I'm saying. It's not going to be easy for everybody, but it's, it's really saying like the ultimate trusting the divine order of life, I think is a powerful thing. And there's ups and there can be really low lows for people. Yeah. So I'm not saying just to think positively and like, just don't yeah. worry, but ultimately have an awareness that, that the universe is conspiring for us. Yeah. I'm just laughing because I'm thinking, you know, what came to my mind whenever you asked that question, if you love them, let them go. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we have said, it's kind of an inside <laughs> joke. <laughs> my <laughs> office <laughs> is just perpendicular to Holly's and it's, uh, we're always like, if you love them, let, let them go. go. Yeah. That's my love right, advice to Holly. Good. Next question. <laughs> okay. So this one's a little bit more fun and I want to know. Assuming that you keep up with the Kardashians, Dr. Cole, I need to know, are you team Travis Scott or are you team Travis Scott Disick? But not Travis oh my Scott, gosh, though. That's Kylie. Travis Barker. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> okay, Travis Barker or Scott Disick. 
Is it Travis Barker? Is that his name? Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Blink-182. I, oh, I messed right. it up, but right. it's redeemed. Blink-182. So we keep up slightly from what you're guessing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I knew that the Travis, Obviously, the other Travis was with the Kylie Jenner. So I, yes, I to be honest with you, I have no shame in saying that I do keep up with the Kardashians. My right. wife turned me onto the show years ago. I haven't watched all the seasons, but I've watched most of the newer ones yeah, I, with Amber. So yes, and I would say, let me, the, the caveat here is- you you do not know the ins and outs of people's relationships from a TV show or, or Instagram the, or the Instagram or, or the media. Magazines. You get the yeah. highlight reel. That's exactly. all very yeah. true. You get a highlight reel. You, you get narratives. Pick. You get ins and outs. And I you don't know. I mean, we know a narrative that's being painted that's because true. of producers yes. and writers and and Instagram. To get people to continue to keep yeah. watching the show and keeping up. So, so I trust Courtney's decision to know her life. So that's what I would say. With that said, from what I see, I I would love if Scott got his act together. Yeah, me too. And, and, and did what he needed to do. Yeah. And that family could be unified. Yeah. That's what I would say. But, you know, it may not be right for her. And, and yeah. she, you know. That's true. So this has been your functional medicine doctor's <laughs> perspective <laughs> on reality <Now> TV. <laughs> Yes. That's good. That's I like good. it. <laughs> All right. All right. Multi-part, but still rapid fire. Quick question is, would you consider coffee healthy? And how do you take your coffee? Oh, I like that. <laughs> so this is a debate amongst patients, right? We all have a strong opinion. Yeah. Yes. So look, there, I've written about this for years that these CYP gene variants, these detox gene variants, some people are fast metabolizers of caffeine and caffeinated beverages like coffee and tea. And some people, are, some people are slow detoxers, some people are fast detoxers, slow metabolizers, fast metabolizers. So bioindividuality, and there's a lot of things beyond just gene variants. There's gut health, there's hormone health, there's blood pressure, there's blood sugar, there's anxiety, all these things that need to be taken into consideration, the genetic, epigenetic confluence of factors that we're taking into consideration. So for many of our patients, a small to moderate amount to tolerance of these foods, drinks can be a something to consider. If it's organic, third-party tested coffee for mold and toxins, if it's an organic tea, I think these things can be beneficial. There's a study recently, I posted about, posted about it on Instagram a few, not too long ago, where it was published in Plus Medicine, the medical journal Plus Medicine, where it said that drinking coffee or tea, it can be associated with lower risk of stroke and dementia. Get this. They found that people who drank two to three cups of coffee or three to five cups of tea per day or a combination of four to six cups of coffee and tea had the lowest incidence of stroke or dementia. So talking about cardiovascular and brain health. Individuals who drank two to three cups of coffee and two to three cups of tea daily had a 32% lower risk of stroke and a 28% lower risk of dementia compared with those who drank neither coffee nor tea. So we have to look at the polyphenols, the antioxidants, or like the lipolysis benefits of of it all. So um, it's fascinating. I think it it is something that I think could be a a tool. The catechins, the polyphenols in these plant liquids <laughs> uh, can be really beneficial for people that have different inflammatory oxidative stress issues, right? Supporting brain and cardiovascular health too. How I have it is pretty dang boring. I just like black coffee Preach. and black tea. Preach. Like, just keep it simple. <laughs> yes. The problem is the crap that people add to it. Yes. Yes. It's yes. True. We talk about that More a lot. oftentimes than not. Yes. yes. 
No, absolutely. Perfect. That's good. Hello, black coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. I love it. Give me an Americano any day. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> All right, next question. Dr. Cole, finish the phrase. The way to my heart is. This is like the drive one. to freaking Cleveland. <laughs> the way to my heart is. You could say Zevia, Wales, whatever. You want. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. say it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So if we're going that level, Zevia, <laughs> Wales are that. You know me very well. So I love Zevia. I drink it too much. Judge me, all you health freaks out there. But uh, Zevia. I love whales. If you follow me on Instagram, I post a good whale video at least weekly. <laughs> but honestly, like on a deeper level, kindness is like mm-hmm. like a currency for me. It's like if I see someone being kind, not necessarily just to me, but just someone that has a kind heart goes out their way. It's like huge. It's like weight on my heart. I think very highly of people that are just kind and they if they won't even get anything in return. They're oh, just like yeah. unconditional kindness is like the weight of my heart for sure. I love that. Yeah. And we try to do that in the clinic too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sweet. So are we ready for a case review? I think we need to get to that now if we want to <laughs> <laughs> make time. <laughs> so this is a case review. Let, Megan, do you want to kick it off? Yeah, yeah. So we had a patient um, who came to us. She's been with us for a while just to kind of give you guys the scoop on it. I'm just going to grab her main symptoms here. We're pulling up the electronic health records right now. I feel like there should be like a theme song when we do that or something (laughs) or like the bat signal. So uh, this patient is uh, around 50 years old. She's been with us for quite a few years, came to us uh, currently with a lot of health issues, not being able to tolerate food, a higher level case, emotional issues, trembling. We've had a lot of symptoms with this person. And she was one of those people who was doing a lot when she came to us. We really did a lot of testing. We found some things like mold, Lyme, SIBO, things like that. But again, this is somebody who was doing a lot when they came to us and is doing a lot currently. I don't know if you want to kind of segue into Mm -hmm. what the breaking point of this person's case was when we finally cracked the code. I think this is an important point of physically us looking at the things that need to be dealt with, right? We have to deal with the mold mycotoxins Mm -hmm. and deal with SIBO, the underlying gut problems. We have to deal with other drivers of inflammation that's keeping the body stuck in this sympathetic fight or flight stressed state. But it's this, as I talk ad nauseum, this bi-directional relationship between physiology and our mind and emotion. So physiologically, all that stuff that I just mentioned is going to impact people's mood. It's going to drive inflammation. It's going to impact your brain health, anxiety, depression, brain fog, fatigue, mood disorders, irritability, et cetera. But then conversely, we have to look at not just the physiological stressors or the perpetuators of that sympathetic response, but the psychological situational aspects that keep the body in that sympathetic fight or flight stress response. So she improved her health dramatically through us dealing with the physiological stuff. But then when we get stuck at a plateau, whether they're like 70, 80% better, which they're very happy with, but we know we're not entirely there yet. Like their labs are better significantly so, but they're not exactly where we wanted to be. And that's where we have to deal with a little bit more insidious things. Cause it's easy to say, do this SIBO protocol, yeah. do this food protocol, deal with these chronic infections, right? You're taking things that we're giving them, right? And we're drop shipping it to them and they're following it. We're clinically monitoring. It's a lot more insidious to say, 
the relationship, the, your marriage is contributing to yeah. your health. Your toxic work environment is contributing to your health. So this is a extremely unique, but extremely common conversation, meaning, meaning the infrastructure is pretty much in every case, but what fills up that infrastructure is different from person to person. Meaning for one person, it's their relationship, it's their marriage that is really driving their body in that sympathetic fight or flight stress state, or it's past issues with their relationship or even their childhood that they're reliving and not letting go. Like for this patient, I don't want to get too personal, but we're keeping all the things private here, but it was like past issues with their marriage Mm -hmm. that she was fully living out even to this present moment. And she really needed to go there and she had gone to therapy. It's not like she hadn't gone there, but she hadn't gone there in the depth that she needed to go to untangle the things that were keeping her system stuck in this stressed sympathetic response. So we've seen, I'll be honest with you, we've seen patients reclaim their health They come to the point where they realize this relationship is out of alignment with my health now. It's not serving me. And they have to make the personal, just tough decision to say, this marriage was probably over a long time ago, but when I was sick, I didn't have the energy to deal with it. And now when I'm healthier, I need to really look at if this is healthy for me or not. And same with people's jobs and other things in their life, relationships with family members too. Yeah. I think we often see a lot of times with patients when they do start to reclaim their health and start to see a lot of improvement that makes them more aware of the things and and the, the toxicity that was going on in other areas that they didn't realize how much it contributed to how they felt and how much it impacted. And we spend a lot of time, even within our initial consults, asking about their childhood, asking about stress, asking about these different areas, because we know how important it is, but it can't, what we can see sometimes is that people don't even under fully understand why we're asking about mm-hmm. these things. And then they start to feel better, but then they start to see these things that are still really, really impacting how they feel mm-hmm. and start, they start asking the question, yeah. why haven't, you know, I need to start uncovering this because I can clearly see this affecting my health. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the, the phrase or the, the concept that a lot of these cases really require our boundaries, like healthy yeah. boundaries are good for your health. And they are preservers. They are preservers of the parasympathetic and they are the resting, restoring, healing mechanisms. And that's going to look different for different people. Not, I'm not saying every, all of our patients end up getting divorced that have a tough marriage, but maybe they go to counseling and get the work on their marriage and they work through it and they deal with it. And then for some people it is their relationship status changing, or for some people it is quitting their job that they realize is driving up their stress hormones and keeping their body in that dysautonomic state. But any thoughts, Megan? I just, I got to do a a cool internship when I was in grad school at Fort Knox with a bunch of soldiers and shout out to all like veterans and current soldiers. It's amazing. But Mm -hmm. I remember they actually taught us a lot about PTSD and chromosomally when they looked the telomeres are shorter on people with PTSD, which is a direct measure of, I mean, I don't want to be so myopic, but one of the ways to measure cellular aging. And if your telomeres are that much shorter, just from PTSD, from trauma, your body, the mitochondria won't keep up. The cellular repair won't keep up. Mm -hmm. Hormones imbalances, hormones can be imbalanced. There's just, there's a lot there that I think we really need to unpack, I should say, and teach each other about what trauma is doing to your physical body. Cause the science is there. Mm-hmm. It's not like just mindfulness and yoga anymore. It's right. unpack your trauma yep. or your cortisol levels will never decrease. Your body right. 
may not be able to heal to that capacity. And that's not something that you may fully be able to do on your own too. I think that sometimes you have to have that conversation of unpacking that may be too much for you to do on your own because like Megan said, it's not always, not that mindfulness is a bad thing. We should be doing mindfulness daily. That is important part of the healing process. It is an essential, but it may not be enough. You may have to go and and unpack this with a professional and, you know, we're always advocating for that. Yeah. And and we integrate with therapists and trauma specialists and we have, when needed, we set up extra visits with their therapists and trauma specialists yeah. to coordinate that with our functional medicine support. Yeah, it's got to measure up to the level of trauma that you've experienced. And like we said, bioindividuality, you have to make sure you're responding to it or you might need to switch up how you're addressing that trauma. Yeah. So that's where we really yeah. explore with patients practices like EMDR yeah. and trauma work and somatic therapies and psychedelics sometimes to really uncover and untangle these these traumas. Yeah. And oftentimes people like our, our patients who are really discovering this and going through this part, they almost describe it as like a rebirth mm-hmm. of yeah. like really discovering who they are and, you know, how to be the best advocate for their health. Yeah. And when they start to get their head above water, even just a little bit through what we're doing in functional medicine, they can start, like you saying, realizing themselves, these things are the old me. I need to let go. I need to let go of the things that are sabotaging me. Absolutely. So so needless to say, this case that Megan mentioned and a lot of other cases, we have countless stories of people who've had, they've had to come to a reckoning to- What is, what's the, what's weighing them down and what's keeping them in their old un, dis-ease, yeah. you know? So great, great points, everybody. Is that it? Are we done? I mean, that was the yeah. case study. Wow. Yeah. Man. We this is that up real. On a nice, we unpacked a lot. In yeah. This one. yeah. 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 We kind of came full circle <laughs> with like the trauma and everything. Too. Yeah, <laughs> man. Oh my gosh. So hopefully this... <laughs> spoke to you and uh, thank you all so much for listening if you want to learn more about our clinical work all the things we're talking about we put links in the show notes just go to drwillcole.com and we'll see you next week Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon.